Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to another episode. We are culminating our celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month and going to the best place in the world, the Bronx, New York, and speak with April Hernandez Castillo. April is an actor, keynote speaker, author, entrepreneur, and lover of red lipstick. I, I love that piece. <laughs> April, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Hello. I like that that you mentioned the lover of red lipstick. I am. It is. It is my signature. Outstanding, folks. We're going to be talking about leadership and parenting. I'm excited about this because not only are both of us parents, but it is a topic I've not covered on the podcast before, but should have been from the beginning. But before we get into all of that, um, April, tell us a little bit about you. That's always an interesting question because there's so much that I do, but I will give you the 60 second really quick one. Uh, born and raised in the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm a Bronxite at heart. Um, I have been an actor for close to 20 years. I've done television, but I'm most known for my role as Ava in the hit movie Freedom Riders starring Hilary Swank. I've been speaking for the last 10 years, TEDx speaker as well. I, I authored my second book, Embracing Me, during the height of the pandemic, which was pretty wild. I am a creative, I'm an artist, I'm a risk taker, I'm a wife, and most importantly, I am a mother. And great recap there because, uh, yeah, I've, I've been able to uh, dive into your background, all the works that you've been part of. I love the the speaking engagement about, you know, mental awareness, health. Um, the, I love that you are a champion for parenting. Uh, congratulations uh, to both you, your husband and yourself uh, for the great young lady that you've raised, uh, award-winning. I love seeing all the accolades uh, for her part in the acting world. Imagine that. Um, and, and we're talking about parenting, a great co uh, topic to talk about especially in the day and age that we find ourselves, there's just so much thrown at our children, um, but so much that parents don't get involved with uh, that they should, right? And so uh, we'll, we'll get into the conversation by asking you this, how would you describe a parent? Someone who needs help. <laughs> Someone who drinks coffee and wine all the time. Um, a parent to me, we are gardeners. That's how I see parenting. I am a gardener. I plant seeds into the ground, which are my children. And I am there to make sure that the soil is the foundation. And I'll throw a lot of seeds of wisdom, of of street smarts of all of these things and you hope and pray that your child consumes um 
everything that you feel that they need to become a decent human being, someone who will impact the world um, in some way and, and just become a, a, just a great person, you know, even when they fail, because who doesn't, even when they fall, um, because who hasn't, and you be there to protect them and to guide them. That's how I see parenting. I love the analogy to uh, gardening. I, I'm an avid gardener. I understand that full well. Uh, the time it takes to prepare a seed for planting, because not every seed can be planted in, in particular times of the year. And as parents, we do have to take that type of approach when we're dealing with our children, that we are the caretakers of that garden for their world until they, you know, plant themselves in another garden, right? Because they will. Um, right. but great, great uh, example to use uh, for parents. Um, now, we all now we're we're both parents right now. But before we were parents, we had parents. Right. And so I wanted to ask you a little bit around what was your experience with parents? Because that's really where we learn most of parenting. Right. I mean, you know, my parents did the best that they could during a very tough time in New York City. I was born during the crack epidemic era. Uh, my mom, she came from Puerto Rico at a young age. Um, and being Latino, being Puerto Rican wasn't the thing. You know, she said most of us didn't want to share that we were Puerto Rican at that time. It was different, right? It wasn't this whole Hispanic Heritage Month. There wasn't this pride. It was more of like, we don't really want to be seen um, in the sense because of all of the racism that was occurring. You know, when my mom moved into the Bronx where I grew up, it was predominantly Jewish. So there was this whole, you don't really belong here. Um, so know your space and know what you do. But at the same time, as the Jewish community, they, they left New York City and, and the Bronx became predominantly Puerto Rican. Now, I don't even know what the Puerto Ricans are. It was this thing of they did the best that they could. Um, my mom and my dad, they were together until my mom passed for over 40 years. You know, they had an interesting dynamic. <laughs> Um, and at that time, right, children were not seen, children were not heard, you do as I say, not as I do, that kind of thing. Um, but my parents taught me, um, they really did do the foundation of, of me respecting myself, me using my voice, me um, understanding that I can become anyone that I wanted to be as long as I worked hard. So there were fundamentals that they planted inside of me that I still operate um, through today. And I love that uh, the fundamental laying uh, for your child, folks, if you're, you're listening, um, we all have a level of relationship with our parents. Some are great, some are not so great. Uh, some uh, you have to admit are, are terrible, right? Because just the people that had chosen to become parents were just not ready uh, for life themselves and and then unfortunately uh, ingested a child into the the whole works but um, foundation is uh, it's where we get to build the building from and so good to hear that at least and even in an era where they had challenges with you know I, uh, identifying who they were because of the makeup of, of where they were um, they still chose to give you uh, some 
nuggets and words of wisdom around things that you have been able to capitalize. And you speak about these things, uh, you know, during your, your talks. Um, I, I have not read your book yet, but will uh, and, and excited for that, uh, you know, to, to, to dive in a little more into your background. But if folks, if you're listening, foundation, if you can provide foundation for your kids, something solid where they can actually build from, um, and, and they'll make their own choices, but at least uh, uh, do that because it, it really matters, you know, when, when we're growing up. And um, April, so where, where do, do we get it wrong <laughs> when we become parents? Because we know it's not all great. Right. Um, we don't have a book uh, that guides us to what we should do. Uh, sometimes we don't even have things that have been passed down. But wh where is it that you feel that, that we get it wrong as parents? Hmm. I don't know if it's wrong, right? Because everybody has their own culture in their household. I just think we lose touch is, is a better way of putting it. I, I always, when I'm working with parents, when I'm facilitating, um, I tell them, don't you remember what you were like as a teenager? When, when did you lose touch with that person? Why do you all of a sudden become so afraid to have conversations that are so taboo or hard? And, and I explained to parents, if you don't have these conversations, the world will. And the world that we are living in today is wild. So uh, if you are not in your child's space, if you are not constantly communicating, um, and I get it because parents are working extra harder. We are tired. We've just experienced a pandemic. Some of us are still experiencing severe burnout, right? Like we're just burnt out. And so we allow social media or the internet to raise our babies, um, not even TV anymore, because kids aren't even in front of the TV. They're just on their phones and we don't know what's going on. So I think that's what it is. I think we lose touch and we're not cool. And we lose that coolness and we lose like that, you know, where your kid just doesn't want to be around you. But to me, I just go like, wow, I'm not saying that you should be your child's best friend. I'm not my child's best friend. I'm my, I'm my child's mother. And there's a difference. I don't need to be her best friend. I need to guide her and get her through this life. And then when she becomes a woman, I'll become her best friend. Um, but I think that's what happens. We lose touch. We we're so involved in everything else other than what's going on with our child. Um, and not every parent. I'm just saying from what I've heard, from my experience and what I've seen um, uh, firsthand, it takes a lot to invest and be present with your child when you're constantly tired. So yeah, losing it, touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, losing touch is a better word than wrong, right? Right. <laughs> because that's right, uh, subjective, right? Right. Because like, I don't know what's wrong. What may be wrong for you may not be wrong for me. But I think I've noticed just parents losing touch, um, especially when I hear the phrase of, oh, my kid is always on the phone. I don't know what to do. You take it. The phone away from them. I don't know what. <laughs> when do we become afraid of taking away something from a child? Oh, because they're going to have a, 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 a moment where they break down. Well, congratulations. Welcome to life. Get over it. it. You know, like, and we've also become very afraid to parent. 
because of all the laws, because of, you know, God forbid, if you discipline your child, someone wants to put you right away and, and expose you. But I'm there like, no, when when do we give the the freedom um, of someone who doesn't live in my household to tell me how to parent? That just drives me crazy. So all of these elements go into how, why parenting feels so much harder. Yeah, and I, I agree. You, you mentioned, you know, there's a fear earlier as you was talking. I, I, I had the thought of, you know, there's a lot of parents that do not educate their kids or share this time and, and are un, unaware and, and lose touch because they're trying to shield them from certain things that maybe they were exposed to. Uh, but at the same time, we do a disservice to our children to allow them to know that we did not have it all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't have it all right. And, and these are things that I went through and, and decisions I had to make to help me navigate through this. And maybe you can get that early and maybe you can make a better decision than I did. You may make the same one. Who knows? Right. But right. at least I, as a parent, I, I made you aware that this thing does exist. And you, you mentioned a chaotic world, kind of crazy. It is. It has always been. I, I, would, I believe it's just a different crazy, right? Saying right. it's so crazy, but different crazy. Uh, and then you, 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 know, you, you think about uh, where your child um, is getting their education from. You know, if, if it's not from you, it's going to come from somewhere. And mm -hmm. so it, 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 even if you have to break down and, and eat some humble pie, uh, please uh, share some some of those uh, things that made you uh, realize uh, that it, it, there was a better way. It may it may just help your, your child. Right. And, and kids uh, learn not by what you say, but by what you what they see. I, I mean, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's one, two plus two is four. One plus one is two. They will replicate how you handle failure, how you handle anxiety, how you handle um, a chaotic world. For example, my husband during the pandemic, there was so much fear. And especially in New York City, we were seeing things that we had never been exposed to. You know, on top of having 9-11 happen, right? New York City has had its moments. And... And my husband, being the head of the household, made a very bold decision and said, we will still find joy in this mess. No matter what is happening, we are going to try to find the joy. And that really kept us afloat. And I thought that was profound because we had to sit down with my daughters and say, this is the plan. This is how we are going to look at chaos. This is how we are going to look at the world changing so fast. And this mindset of saying, no matter what happens, we're still going to stay focused. We're going to still thank God. And we're still going to try to find the joy. We're not going to allow what's going on in the world to permeate and, and rattle everything that we have here. Um, because then, then we're not, you know, really leading them. And I thought that that was pro profound for him to do that because I was losing my mind I'm not gonna lie I was just like oh my god you know like my speaking career was on hold listen when Hollywood shuts down Hollywood doesn't shut down for anything when Hollywood shut down I just thought to myself my goodness this is terrifying okay how do we still set the tone so I tell parents all the time you set the tone for your household your tone setters 
So, so what tone are you setting every day in your household with your children? And, but most importantly with yourself. I love that. And it, and it actually brings us to my next question, which fits just great, which is when do you go from a parent to a leader in your home? Oh, it's, it's the, it's the moment that you know that you're having a baby. <laughs> it's the moment that you say, okay, wow, this is happening. <laughs> what do I want to do different? Who would I like to become? Where are my shortcomings? And, and how do I work on that? And it's all the same thing as leadership. If you are a CEO, if you are in a startup company, at the end of the day, you have to set the tone for your company. How your employees are affected by your presence, your energy, uh, will determine the outcome of how they work for you of how they produce for their quota or getting you the things that you need to make this company run. It is the same thing in a household. But for me, leadership begins the moment of conception of thinking, okay, what's everything that I want to deposit into my children that I never had? Um, will it all stick? No. But what are the core beliefs and values that I want to instill and, and, and begin not only instilling in them, but they have to see it in me. So I always tell parents, stop setting expectations if you're not fulfilling them yourself. I think we're going to rattle a couple of people in this podcast. Hey, I saying, love it. I think <laughs> we just don't get some ratings because I, I can't stand it. I go, okay, so you want your kid to climb a mountain and yet you've never even stepped on grass. You've never even looked up a mountain, let alone you are allowing them to climb without any tools. That's, that's literally setting them up for failure. So if you are setting expectations, which they should, I tell parents, don't be afraid to set expectations and standards, um, but also be fluid. You know, um, because what we don't want is our kids to always feel like they have to live up to us. Um, but if you are not living up to that same standard, then you might need to readjust. Yeah, the best example they could ever get is the one you set. And if you don't set it, you can't expect it. <laughs> you can't expect it, right? As a leader, we do the same thing, which is I, I, I love the conversation, you know, where it's headed. Um, I was going to ask you just this, you know, and how can leadership development, because we were talking about a person that's about to be a parent or is a parent, uh, not having the tools themselves to become that or execute that platform and, and doing it any which way they could. Um, but there is a correlation with development. Now, I, it's funny, we require folks that, uh, that govern and manage adults at an organization to go through development program, but we never require parents to go through some type of development program. So how can leadership development influence a parent's role? Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if we actually had to take classes for parenting? It would drive people, they wouldn't become parents. So wait, you're gonna tell me how to parent? Yeah, my gosh, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you actually had tools? This is not telling you how to parent. 
These are giving you options and things of how to handle your emotions, your trauma, everything you've never dealt with, um, not passing down what, what you are still dealing with. Uh, I tell parents all the time, I go deal with your trauma so your children don't inherit it. Deal with your trauma so they don't inherit that, which is why I wrote my book, Embracing Me, which is now on Amazon, just in case anyone wants to order it. I'm just plugging it in. Um, I, I have come to a place, my husband and I, where I've dealt with a lot of all the, a lot of my own personal demons. So that way it's a love letter to my daughters. It's for them to know um, me as a human being. Before I became your mother, I, I'm a woman who had dreams and goals. Uh, and also, so that way they don't have to make the same mistakes. I hope that they don't, but if they do, there's a blueprint. This is how mommy did it. And I want to pass that on to you. And, you know, I had a very difficult and complicated relationship with my mother, which still affects me today. She's been, a, she's been in heaven for five years and I'm still working through certain things that affect my mindset, that affect my own professional decisions because there was always doubt. My mom didn't really, you know, she didn't, she didn't give me, she always made me feel like I was never good enough. So I'm, I'm still working through that. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, just because you become an adult doesn't mean that you, that's it, all your problems disappear. And I'm not a perfect parent at all. Um, but I, I definitely know I've, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing it differently. Yeah, and, and that's all you could do, right? Um, take what you learned, try to apply it in a way where it's effective for your child, because even the child is different. You know, your daughter's different from you. So you can't apply the same thing. You have to see how that tool is applicable for her to help her. Right. And we talk back to the gardening thing. You just can't go in with, with the shearers and just start going at it. Right. You're going to lose your plants. But there are some things you need to snip out to, to allow growth to happen. And so, right. you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Now, every, it's, it's tough to tell a parent, you got to go through this school when they've been doing it so long and never had to, right? But a wise person will uh, seek counsel, at least seek uh, some advice from mature and well-established parents, right? You don't want to get them from everybody, right. but well-established parents that can actually help you make some decisions that are in the best interest of your home. Uh, because ultimately your decisions will affect uh, your home just as your husband decided this is how we're going to treat this thing and it was not only inspirational to you and your and your household but now to the listener right because he he actually became the leader in a in a chaotic situation and that's really where it matters the most now you gave some tips some advice uh, as to how you are how you should at least approach uh, parenting. And so what other advice would you uh, give to a, a struggling parent, right? Because we all have those moments. It happens. Right. Um, right. Or someone that's about to become one because it's very scary. <laughs> Listen, it's absolutely terrifying. I think uh, social media has romanticized uh, parenting, um, especially for women. You know, we it's bad enough we're constantly comparing ourselves in, in a social media world. But when you compare yourself to a highlight reel, 
to filtered photos, you, you, you question, wow, why am I not living that life? Or why am I not, you know, why am I not where they are? Oh, you have no idea what happens behind um, closed doors. And, and man, it's so hard to give parents advice. <laughs> but what I will say is if you didn't grow up in a good home or in the home that you think it wasn't right, you have the power and opportunity to do it right. And if you don't have access, you have YouTube, you have so many videos where you can look up to people and say, oh, let me let me find a mentor, right? We always talking about mentorship. We're always telling young people find a mentor. But if you're growing up in an urban community, underserved, you know, community, you don't have access, but we do all have access to a phone. Even even I look at certain people, I'm like, how do you have that phone? I don't understand. Um where information is at our fingertips. You know where I'm going with that. I'm gonna keep it clean. <laughs> we have access to information at our fingertips. So I always tell my daughter, if I don't know it, Google does. <laughs> if mommy doesn't know, Google does. Um, and saying, what kind of parent do I want to be? Um, if, if I don't know how to do this, then reading books on parenting. It may not, you may not find exactly what you're looking for, but you'll learn so many new ways, especially in how to communicate. I think that's the biggest thing, really learning how to communicate with your children. Um, children want to be spoken to, not at. It's, it's the same as a keynote speaker. I always tell my friends who are speaking, I'm like, just talk to the crowd. Don't talk at them. Um, and children need that. They just want somebody to just sit and talk. Um, also, don't be afraid to let your kids know who you are. Not what you do, but who you are. Before you came into my life, this was this is mommy. This is daddy. Or, or if you're a guardian. Um, and these are some of the things that I like. You know, these are my dreams. These are my goals. <clears throat> I never knew my mother's dreams. Never. I never knew my mom's dreams. She never spoke about her dreams, her goals, her desires ever. So I'm constantly sharing my dreams with my daughter. Both of them, even at five years old. So that way they, they feel like, oh, wow, mommy's sharing a part of her, her, her heart with me. And, and, and they, it makes them feel special. Those conversations are just invaluable. Uh, you know, that, that, and we, we came from the same, you know, the same area. I grew up in the Bronx, 161st right. and Gerard. Uh, and uh, that's fire that's That's a fire but but, you know you know the home is a it's kind of like a sanctuary right regardless of what's going outside the home is a sanctuary but I share the same thing no one ever spoke of uh, destinies or 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 goals or achievement or anything like that matter of fact the only time i remember uh that we celebrated something my mom did was uh get her ged right and she blew it out the water it was a big thing um but that that was it that was it never heard of anything before haven't heard anything back and now my mom has passed as well um and so you know it's one of those things that as parents and for those listening it's so important to have these conversations with kids believe me they will understand a whole lot more and you may have to put it in in perspective at their level, but okay. they're they're smart. They're smart. So look, they are smarter than us. We may think 
we are smart because we're older and we we just have wisdom and experience but they see the world completely differently than we do and I always tell my my husband, I'm like, my my girls are so smart. Like they are so, so much smarter than I am in the sense of how they see things, how they express themselves. And I love to listen to them and I love to hear what they have to say. And, 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 and it's just, once again, just because you are the parent doesn't mean you know everything because we don't, we only know what we know. Um, and if you're willing to open up and, and engage with your children, um, and really let them lead, right? So a, a leader, if you're doing the right job, if you're doing it the right way, your mentee should pass you. Your, 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 you know, if you're at a CEO and you've been mentoring someone, they should get to the level and we should not be afraid of that. My daughter right now is is kicking butt. She's working more than her mother, <laughs> Right. I mean, literally, she's 10 and she's like she has a job. She's doing this. And and I I am in a place where where my my star power is is to decrease while she increases. And I'm okay with that. The mentee is passing the mentor very fast and I'm okay with that. And I understand when I'm playing the role of a coach when I'm mentoring her and when I'm mommy, I play those three different, I understand them because as a parent, you should be your child's first mentor. You should be your child's first coach. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not embrace those roles? Um, I think it's, I think it's an amazing, amazing training. And the ability to know the difference between those roles is it's uh, it's an advancement to a parent in itself. So uh, if you're a parent out there, you trying to figure out, you know, what which one to play at which time, just know that they need all three. They you know, they need the, the mommy, the dad to run to when they're scared. They need uh, the you know, that mentor to to show them ways around things and to be able to uh, uh, scale over those obstacles that come their way. They need a coach that, that won't make a decision for them, but mm. will help them make the right decision, right? Correct. Based on how they want to address the issue. And so oh, those three positions as parents are so critical. Uh, not many take advantage of all three, um, but uh, I would exhort all those listening to explore those. If you've never ever dove into one of those, uh, it, it's uh, it's rewarding, not only for them, but and I would dare say even more for us because we get to see the fruit. Right. Oh, absolutely. When you can when you know what hat to wear on top of everything else. And I'm talking and, and I'm also aware that single parents, it is. So much harder because you're dealing with different dynamics. You're doing things on your own. You are the head. You are the visionary. You are the leader. Um, if you don't have anyone who's helping you, half the time you're just trying to survive, right? You're trying to just breathe above the water. So I am very aware and I want to be um, empathetic and sympathetic when I speak about this. But at the end of the day, you still set the tone. You still set the tone. 
And the most important thing are the words that we speak. I mean, I mean, the words that we speak and how we say them really can make or break your child, but also break you. Uh, so I'm, I'm always very aware of how I speak to my children, not saying that if I need to do what I need to do as a mom, I turn it up, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that, but words, words are, are key. Um, and the same thing as leadership, how you communicate with your staff, how you communicate, what is it that you want to execute? It is the same dynamic in a household. Yeah. I've often thought your, your example is the seed. Your words are the water or whatever liquid you want to use uh, to douse on that plant, right? And so back to the the, the whole garden uh, scene, you know, those water that, that, that whatever you say uh, can propel your child, can uh, can break your child. But I love that you mentioned can break you because guess what? Regret will come. <laughs> Once you stepped outside of the boundaries of, of a great parent or a good parent, uh, they will come and haunt you uh, if you if you chose to go down the route that maybe wasn't uh, as productive for your child. Um, April, I, I tell you, I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I, I love the wisdom around, uh, you know, the common day to day uh, that you're sharing with us. But you mentioned a book. Tell us a little bit about that book. Tell us uh, and tell us how someone listening can get a hold of you that's the most effective way absolutely my book is called embracing me and it is my memoir it's about perseverance it's about pushing forward moving forward and really my my whole um brand of of being transparent you know i was in an abusive relationship uh, as a teenager which almost took my life and once i was able to leave that relationship i really took control and used it as ammunition. And I was, I've been blessed to have an amazing career. And now as a speaker, just traveling the United States internationally, um, constantly sharing that, that never giving up, always moving forward. And the best way for people to connect, I would have to say, right, I, I don't want to say my website, because it's still in the works. But social media is the best way LinkedIn, it is April Hernandez Castillo. And on Instagram, it's April L. Hernandez. And I, I think that's that's always the best way for people to contact me. Well, great, folks. We're going to have that as part of the show notes and the video. So you can uh, get a hold of April. Uh, and, and I'll make sure to put in the book details so that they can also uh, get to that. April, thank you so much for sharing this topic of leadership and parenting with me. Uh, both Bronx, Bronx Bombers here. Uh, hey. I don't get that too much, uh, but uh, <laughs> really enjoyed the conversation. I wish you all the best. Folks, uh, be sure to get into those links and, the, and that information to get a hold of April. Um, today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions. If you enjoyed the episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to the show. So if you know someone that has a topic that you would like to be featured on the podcast or you want to sponsor our shows, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. 
Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.